1: excited today to talk to Pat Linnell. He is the author of Grace Bomb, but not just the author of this brand new book, which I love and you're going to love too, but a movement and a resource for discipleship and for church. It's really exciting to talk to him. Although I'm going to tell you, I'm a little bit upset with him and I'll tell you why in just a second, but I want to say hi, Pat, how are you doing today?
0: Hey Steve, I'm doing great and uh hello to everybody tuning in as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here's why I'm a little bit upset with you Pat. Uh Sunday was a really good morning, good afternoon. Uh we had I had meetings throughout the day and they were uh, they were great with friends and all that sort of thing. And then I came home and I wanted to read Grace Bomb, The Surprising Impact of Loving Your Neighbors and I did, but um the the part I'm a little upset is I mean I was I was getting teary over some of these stories I was I was oh. not yeah I was not prepared to kind of to be like moved in such a way that I'm I'm crying I just want to sit back and just enjoy the book without being like oh man God that's a beautiful story so um, that's why I'm upset I'm not really upset I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. Hey, walk us through, talk to us about this beautiful concept of Grace Bomb. And, and I was hooked as soon as I saw the book title. I was like, Grace Bomb. Oh, yeah, I want to talk to Pat Linnell. I want to hear about this. So talk to us about the concept of it.
0: Okay, sounds good. Well, I do apologize for making a great man cry. <laughs> I, <do. laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> but, yeah, so this idea of Grace Bomb, it kind of uh, started a few years back as I had the opportunity to regularly teach the Bible uh, at at Mm. my church as teaching pastor. And, you know, it's hard to walk through the scriptures without constantly running into this gigantic theme of God's grace, Mm. you know, this unmerited love and favor towards His creatures. And, you know, we live in this world where bombs typically mess things up, but God's love is disruptive. It, it stops mm. people in its tracks like that, but, but in the best of ways, in a reconstructive yeah. way. Yeah. And so, I would regularly kind of use this phrase with the congregation: "Grace bomb, grace bomb." And yeah. And he kind of used that vernacular, and the congregation was used to it. But then, what happened was, yeah, I I wanted to preach about God's grace but also somehow release the congregation in a new mm. and fun and surprising way yeah uh, not not in the way that they were used to uh, with us creating an opportunity to love their neighbor and so a grace bomb became a surprising gift mm. that is meant to brighten your neighbor's day yeah and you you might even think like, okay, are we talking about like random acts of kindness, or what is this? Yeah. Well, when it comes when it comes to Jesus and He gives us the command to love our neighbor, all of a sudden nothing's random at all. Oh, I in like fact, that. These are these are good works prepared in advance for us to walk. Oh, come in. on, Ephesians two so, ten,
1: right there. Love it.
0: Yes, Ephesians two ten. You're dropping and, truth
1: bombs on us right now. Yeah. I love it.
0: I'm. Dro- Dropping some Bible bombs yeah, in the grace bombs, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's something—it's something fun and surprising and life-giving that you do for your neighbor. It could be a gift of time, treasure, or talent. But it's not what's the cultural expectation—birthday. It's not holding the door for someone. It's not mm. being polite. Yeah, it's not even in a crisis per se. It's when nothing seems to be merited something awesome happens. Yeah. And it's a small taste of what we, you know, know to be an amazing source of kindness. Uh, and so we came up with this little tool, Grace Bomb Cards, and a website as a tangible and very practical way for people who are a little bit, um, you know, maybe timid or not as confident about their faith as a way to sort of get in the game Yeah. Uh, but then pointing them to Jesus at the same time.
1: Yeah, that is man, that is so beautiful. Well, can you? Do you mind sharing? I know it's always a little scary when we share stories from the book because we want people to read the book. But uh, do you mind sharing a little bit about uh, your daddy daughter date? Do you mind sharing uh, that, Pat?
0: Oh, I don't mind at all. Okay, uh, I'm going Hopefully, story I'm cried near, out near to my heart. <laughs> hopefully,
1: I'm cried out, Pat, from last night. You know.
0: <laughs> okay so the daddy daughter date okay backstory yeah i have four kids
1: yeah. and
0: i've been married to Kristen for about 18 years we're high school sweethearts i talk a little bit about that right in the book as well right um but i came home after a very typical day of work i was just ragged out tired i wanted to hit the couch and take a nap but yeah Scarlett, who was seven years old at the time she bounding out to the car with her energy and she says dad Uh, Can you take me on a daddy-daughter date? And this kid admittedly has me wrapped around her little finger. (laughs) Right. I was like, okay, Scarlett. We had a little bit of time to kill. So I took her to McDonald's, you know, sort of that nice little fun place to take a seven-year-old. Right, right. And But what made that night a little bit different was we're we're leaving the car, and on her own accord, Scarlett says, Dad, we should grace-bomb somebody. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, and I I was like, I wanted to fan that flame in her little heart. She's thinking about her neighbors. She's thinking about how to point them to Jesus. God, how precious. So so I just happened to, quote-unquote, have three grace bomb cards in my backpack. (laughs) I put them in my front pocket, and we left McDonald's, and this is how we did the first grace bomb. We actually pulled into the drive-thru in front of two elderly ladies and we paid for their check, and and some people might have heard of this kind of grace bomb. It's like you pay for the person behind you. This is an anonymous kind of grace bomb. Yeah. But I love it because some people just need to start with this kind of grace bomb. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So yeah, so we paid for their meal, and we just booked it. And
1: you know, <laughs> and
0: Scarlett imagined what that would have felt like, and we gave the cashier the card, the grace bomb card, so that that those ladies would know that there's. Uh, a spiritual depth and significance behind what happened that it wasn't just paying it forward or something like that
1: that's yeah that's part of the brilliance of of that as well we can talk about that later but i i love that you just put it in there so that it's not just oh that that was nice of some people i mean you go ahead and and give the the jesus you know point to jesus as well um so i love that go ahead good stuff
0: no and yeah, and that's the key, right? Right. The source, the kindness, and we right. want people to know the source. Right, yeah. So the night moves on, and Scarlett wants to <laughs> grace-bomb her Awana teacher. So we were going to oh. take the kids to this, like midweek Bible camp you know, at this little Baptist church down the street. Right. So I was like, okay, Scarlett, you're going to have to be a little bit more brave with this one. You're going to have to give it to her face-to-face. Yeah. So she came up with, uh, let's go to Starbucks, we'll get a cake pop and a gift card and... So Scarlett was on her own; she had to go make a face to face a little bit you know grace bomb and and that's sort of a progression you know grace yeah. bombs we want them to see become more relational, right. but then the night goes on, we drop the kids off, and Kristen and I book it to our favorite little wings place called yeah. chad 's barbecue okay i don't know if i don't know if that's standard protocol though side note <laughs> for parents to love. <laughs> Kids, at uh, Baptist church, but it's like free babysitting. So I'm like, <laughs> right. whatever. This is awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> great.
0: And I, so I had this one grace bomb card left in my pocket. Chris and I sit down at a patio outside, and the server comes up to us, and she says, she's kind of like forlorn a little bit. She said, mm. "Oh man, you know the last couple that just sat out here, um, they just skipped out on their check. They just gosh, left. dang." And that's a bummer. And yeah. I looked at Kristen and Kristen looked at me and we both had this like spirit led inclination that it was absolutely the right thing to do to surprise this server with a little taste of grace and put that last grace bomb card in into action. So yeah. we paid our bill and then we left an amount that would have covered another check and another tip. Wow. And then we left the grace bomb card and you know, as far as we knew, like that, we felt great. Like we felt joyful about that. Yeah. And, um, as far as we knew, that was going to be the end of the story. Yes. But then right. I go back to Chad's barbecue. Yeah. Uh, a, maybe a month later, I don't know, to get to go wings, and I meet Chad, the owner, for the first time, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, I know you. You did that thing with the grace bomb, <laughs> wow. and our, our server showed us, and he was very appreciative." And yeah. His wife, his wife Christy, happens to be there. And she came up, and she said the same thing. But yeah. then she said, hey, I'm a, I'm a realtor, and I have a business network, and I'd love to share this idea of Grace Bomb. Would you mind if I spread the word? Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know if she's a believer. I didn't right. know what. But I was into having a conversation about Grace in the middle of a to-go line, so I'm like, cool. I just said, <laughs> go for it. If you want to tell people about Grace Bomb and, and make it a fun way to break the ice with neighbors, then go for it. And she did and, and so wow. she gave her team one hundred dollars bills, Grace Bomb, and she collected their stories and she took those stories and put them in a letter and sent them to her broader, you know, network of a few hundred people and wow. encouraged them to Grace Bomb. And I was finding all of this out and I thought, Whoa, okay, this is super cool. I'm yeah. seeing how this one little step of faith was yes. kind of going wider, wider and wider. Yes. But but Steve, that wasn't the, that like, wasn't even the amazing part of this, yeah. because as this was going wider and wider, I realized I was starting to see a little bit into the deeper Mm. plans of God. Mm -hmm. And that, that came about maybe six months after all this. And I'm, I'm standing and I'm teaching the Bible from a small chapel on Palm Sunday. And I look in the back and for the first time ever against the wall, in the very back of the room I see Christy. Wow. Chad's wife's you know, Chad's wife. Right. And she comes. she comes up after the gathering. She says, Hey, I I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I just want to let you know that I found a new church home. Like I'm coming here. Wow. And I've ju- and I was like, Whoa, that's awesome. And then she says, I've just ended a twenty year silence with God.
1: Unbelievable.
0: And I was like, Christy, that's crazy. And I came I came to find out in time that 20 years ago, Christy had lost a very good friend mm. in uh, tragic gun violence mm. at, at like 20 years old, and, he, and they were part of a youth group. And so she was sort of like starting to go to church, and then this, and then her friend Charlie dies, yeah. and she starts asking the question like, "God, do you care?" And then a couple years after that, she experiences an unforeseen divorce, and, wow. and it was like the wind got knocked out of her sails again. Mm-hmm. And she told me, she's like, Pat, I just walked away from Jesus and from God and from anyone who has anything to do with that for 20 years until yeah. about a little girl ran up to her dad's car yeah, asking for a daddy-daughter date and inciting... Some grace bombing activity, and all of this hit me so hard Mm. because Christy ended up being baptized at our church, and the the day of her baptism, she Facebook messaged me, or the night before, she Facebook messaged me and she said, "Hey Pat, could you have could you ask Kristen, your wife, and Scarlett to be a part and come up and be a part of the baptism?" I was like, "Of course, that we would be honored to," and. Prior to her getting baptized, she gave Scarlett a gift, mm. a, a, a paper bag with, you know, it was a gift bag. And, and Scarlett pulls out what was inside. It was a framed picture of the starfish story. And it's that little poem about a kid on the beach throwing starfish to have been stranded yeah. on the sand. And there's thousands. Then there's some grumpy old guy there <laughs> saying, what are you doing? You're not going to make any difference. Uh, but the little kid says, Well, I made a difference to that one and yeah. Scarlett reads this with a grin on her face and Ugh. and Christy says, She like is so endearing. She just leans into Scarlet. And she says, Scarlett, you were like that little girl in the poem, and I was like that starfish. And man, I tell you, wow. I kid you not, Steve. When I experienced that, I realized something. Yeah. That when we take small steps of obedience to Jesus, particularly when He tells us to love our neighbor. We're going to see cool things happen in the community, like Christie's might end up coming back to church or or investigating Jesus. But even more than the impact of our neighbor, the surprising impact was, here's a little girl and her mom and dad seeing what it means to experience the joy of following Jesus and taking Him seriously in what He's going to do through us. And I realized this is a tool for the church, and I so want Mm. the men and women and boys and girls who are used to attending church and and doing community service projects and and other good things to experience what it's like on Monday to break the ice with a neighbor, to, to walk into good work prepared in advance for them because it's so life-giving and it can be yes. so life-changing.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. I'm I'm very excited. I want to I want to talk about some of the other things I really enjoy about the book and maybe an example if you could share with us of uh, you know, somebody else that Grace bombed and the feedback that you got, but I also want to tell people that the website is gracebomb.org and I want to also hear about you know, If you could just briefly give us a side note of what it would look like for a church. Maybe someone's hearing this, and they're like, man, they're fired up. And so they want to get involved in how you know their church can be a part of this. So could you tell us that first before we talk uh, more about the book itself?
0: Absolutely, yeah. In a lot of ways, the book is just kind of like, a, oh, hey, world, how are you? What, <laughs> what we, yeah, I love it. What we really, yeah, we're like, hey, uh, uh, good That's to meet good. you. But <laughs> we have a nonprofit. The Grace Bomb nonprofit exists. Four churches of yeah. all shapes and sizes uh, to give this tool away as a gift, mm. and so this is born out of the scriptures. So it's best um, being born out of the pulpit, and so we give content for for sermon series. Mm. We have study guides and small group discussion. We have devotionals. We have a mobile app just for churches to oh, use okay. to to deliver this. And because we realize it takes, it actually takes a couple of years for somebody to take, you know, dip their toe in the water and grace bomb a couple of times, but then start growing in different ways, growing in their prayer life, growing in their ability to verbalize their faith, growing in their stewardship and generosity. And and we really Mm. want to unpack that over a period of time. And so we provide all these resources to churches as a gift, and we'd be happy to connect with anybody who wanted to, have a conversation about that.
1: Okay. If they want to do that, is gracebomb.org the site to go to, or is there another place you
0: want to send them? It is gracebomb.org, okay. but you have to scroll to the bottom okay. and you got to click on bring gracebomb to your church and you can learn more about gracebomb as a discipleship tool. Yeah. And then you can email us and we will get in contact with you okay. really soon.
1: Boy, what a beautiful vision you have. Like, I think if I'm glad God gave this vision to you, not to me, because I feel like I would be tempted just to go, hey, here's the grace bomb thing, you know, go for it. And I love that he put in you this vision of discipleship and realization that this takes time, you know, maybe maybe for Christy, mm-hmm. she caught onto it really quick, and uh, but it takes time. So I really appreciate that you've developed all these resources for the church. That's really cool, Pat.
0: Yeah, you know, being in the church world for a long time, you realize believers and churchgoers are very well-meaning, very kind and tender-hearted, but also sort of intimidated and in the real world, like outside of Sunday with neighbors who don't have our worldview, who don't agree with us, it right. can be really hard to break the ice, and so... You know, there's a season to be anonymous, but then there's a season to be more routine, and then that leads to being more relational. And then the more, you know, the more relational you can become uh, with grace then you're yeah. able to carry more truth across that bridge with folks.
1: Yeah, that's good. All right, let me ask you an example, whether from the book or something you've heard recently, just of a story that somebody else has dropped a grace bomb and you just it kind of touched your your heart. And again, from the book or just something you've heard lately um, that has blessed you?
0: Yeah, so this isn't necessarily, this isn't from the book, but this yeah. is a story that came in maybe two weeks ago. Great, I love it. Um, to To the, to the website. And there was a couple at the radiology office, and they were there to get um, some final scans on a procedure that I think like they were in good shape and things were okay. And they're, they're in the waiting room, and there was a guy there, and he was trying to pay for his x-rays. I wasn't really sure of what it was for, but his card kept declining.
1: Wow.
0: And. The wife was like really feeling prompted by the spirit, mm. like okay, this is a time to act. This is this is a great time to point somebody to Jesus in a way that's going to help them feel really good. Yeah, but they but she, the way she kind of described it in the story was they didn't they didn't have much in the bank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, okay, know, in the reserve. Right. So her her husband comes in. She's like, honey, I want to do something. I really feel like God's put on my heart, uh, and he understood their financial situation, but they both were like, no, we just need to do this. Wow. And so they, they just kind of shared. So yeah. we, we went up and we swiped our card and we gave this guy a grace bomb card and we told him that God loves them oh, and they gosh. hope that they hope the results are going to be good. And that was a really cool in the moment being prompted and, and having what you need, Yeah. Uh, to be a blessing. And so that was a, that was a pretty recent one. That one just came in a couple of weeks ago That's awesome. um, from some folks. Yeah. So that was really fun.
1: That is, that is powerful. And I, I love that because I mean, they were obedient. This is a big part of discipleship obviously is that obedience when you don't understand it'd be one thing if you just had $10,000 laying around or whatever. And it's like, Oh, okay. I mean, that'd be still be great, but To have that obedience when you're just feeling prompted by the Holy Spirit, and you're you're trusting that God's going to take care of you, man, that is that is really beautiful. Uh, Well, Pat, one thing that I, a couple things I really appreciate about the book. First of all, there's many other. Uh, just testimony stories that touch my heart, whether it's, uh, the woman who couldn't pay for four tires and somebody grace bombs her and, and, uh, mm. pays for all four, whether it's, uh, somebody, you know, running down and, and tracking down someone that just, uh, turns out to be deaf. They're just beautiful, beautiful stories that, again, I'm a little frustrated about the tears that came, but that's okay. <laughs> but, uh, but I also really, really appreciate that you shared, um, You shared also what you call – and I love this bad Samaritan stories – I appreciate that you shared, um, you know, that sometimes we don't always just shine and and come through. So I want to ask you if you'd share, and it wasn't about somebody else. It was about from your own lives, uh, a couple of times that you feel like, you know, I was a bad Samaritan. Would you mind sharing one of those stories? I appreciate that transparency so much. And it just gives me comfort of, I know I'm not always going to bat a hundred or a thousand. And so I just appreciate that you just shared that. Do you mind sharing a, a bad Samaritan? Story with us?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't mind sharing that at <laughs> all. Uh, because the reality is, I probably uh, don't listen to the prompting of the spirit mm. more than I do. And you know, that's that's part of my faith walk and me needing to get stronger and and really trust the Lord. And yeah, so there's a couple a couple personal stories in there, like you mentioned from from my life, and one that was really convicting early on. Uh, for Kristen and I early yeah. on in our marriage was we bought our first house and we moved in right next door to a shut-in. Mm. Uh, it, was, it was a middle-aged woman who really had a hard time with uh, um, getting out of the house due to some physical limitations and so much so that really the only time we saw action at the house was when the grocery deliveries were coming in and out. And I was working at a church. Kristen was a physician assistant. And you would think, like, if this is a story in the Bible, yeah, it would be like, <laughs> here's this shut in who need, is depressed and needs help, and and boom, a pastor and, and somebody in the medical field move in right next door. You yeah, know?
1: yeah. We
0: we even we even put this sign "Love People" on our mantle. So when we left our house, we would like be reminded to love mm, people. Right. But that sign that was supposed to remind us of, you know, the golden rule ended up being a sign that sort of condemned us because Mm. we had these good intentions, like we need to go over, we just need to break the ice. And I think maybe we tried once, like we did, we maybe left some flowers on the doorstep, but in a couple of year time, like we put forth no effort, like we were busy and we Mm. were distracted. But when it really hit home was we started seeing the ambulances roll up to the house
1: oh my instead gosh. of the
0: grocery trucks.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: And and then it's like, okay, we really need to do something to reach out to our next-door neighbor. And by the time we got serious about it, um, she had died.
1: She, oh, my gosh. She
0: died of a preventable, um, <sighs> a preventable disease. Yeah. And it's like, it like, was this great opportunity right next door. And we had this sign staring us in the face right. every day. And, you know, like that stuck yeah. with me over the years. Um, and I, I think uh, the Lord allowed us to experience that so that I can grow in being more mindful and mm. and proactive when there's a clear opportunity okay. to love a neighbor. Okay. Uh, and so that was like a very prolonged fail. Have we, <laughs> You know, there's some other fail stories in there as well, but... Uh, that was one example. Yeah,
1: I really appreciate that. I mean, I appreciate you sharing that. It also, you know, brings just conviction to me, and it's about that uh, awareness and then that action that has to come. But I do really appreciate it. It's just so easy as as a writer just to man, just make sure we only put forth those times that everything goes great and it's just beautiful and it's perfect. So thank you just for uh being vulnerable and letting us know. Okay, we're going to we're going to learn from some mistakes just like the apostle mm. Peter did. We're we're going to learn. And sometimes for me it takes longer than others, but uh but I really appreciate that. And I we're kind of running out of time um being aware of your time, but uh, I would like to ask you another thing. I really appreciate about the book is that you shared some of the fears of getting started with this and how it looks like some things they don't always just end with somebody so grateful or, you know, just those beautiful stories. Do you mind um, sharing with us one of those kind of stories, either from the book or your own life or whatever you've got for us?
0: Oh, for sure. You know, when people first see Grace Balm and the cards, and they have this way to break the ice, it's like, "Oh, this is so cool!" But yeah. just because something looks cool yeah, when you true. go to try it, true. it's like, "Oh man, no way! I'm not going to do that. It's scary,
1: <laughs> right, right?
0: Because it's still you. Ha- you're you're putting yourself out there, and yeah. and there's so many reasons why we are afraid. Um, and so I did share one story in the book. And this one was so like, oh, this is like the last thing I wanted to hear when the yeah. story came in. Cause it was, it was a mom and she took her mm. son. He was, I don't know, maybe like 14, 13, 14. Yeah. And she wanted, she wanted the son to grace bomb somebody. And so they go and they try to buy a coffee at a, you know, like a, like a convenience store, or gas yeah. station. Yeah. And they try to buy a coffee for this guy and the way they described the story was he was so rude and oh, i'm like yeah like forget it i can buy my own stuff <laughs> i don't oh, need handout. and it was like devastating uh, the soul of this kid oh yeah and so so the mom was like okay okay let's try again let's not give up oh. and then it happened oh, again oh my gosh what are like, the odds <laughs> i was like you got to be kidding me and so i, I was like this is not you know, uh, this is not cool for my people here. Right, um, right. But in, in that, you know, they so they kind of realized the fear of rejection of yeah. putting themselves out there, and somebody really taking offense almost. Right. Um. But but in that story mm-hmm. and in the book, you kind of see mm-hmm. how even the Lord used that yes r- that rejection to bring about some spiritual insight for that particular family. So. You know, there's there's a lot of um, anxiety and fear when it comes to us stepping out of our comfort zone. But we also counter that with so many promises that were given mm. in the scriptures that Jesus is with us and that yes. we're mighty in his hand and that he's going to give us what we need. And we can also avail ourselves to prayer, yes. you know, when it comes to knowing the right thing versus doing it. We get to fill that gap with prayer so that it's his strength. Yeah. that works these things out in us. And so this is where you can see you kind of get into these, um, you know, these personal spiritual growth uh, topics, because we grow when yeah. we step out. We grow yes. when we obey. And in this case, when we obey the simple command to to love our neighbors.
1: Oh man, that's great, Pat. That is just that is just really beautiful. Well, uh, the book is Grace Bomb, and the movement is Grace Bomb. The website is gracebomb dot org. Uh, the subtitle: The surprising impact of loving your neighbors. I dare you to read this, and I dare you, grown men, not to not to be touched in the heart. I mean, I, mm. I, I did. I really was moved. And, uh, I think you'll be moved as well. And again, maybe, maybe what God prompts you. And I want to ask, I want to close our segment just by asking you in a second, Pat, just for you kind of, if you can try to describe what that prompting of the Holy spirit feels like, or looks like for you Mm. in just a minute, but I want to remind just our listeners and our viewers that uh, if God prompts you to you know, say, man, I think we should bring this to our church or bring uh, this attention to my pastor to let him know, buy him a book, um, I think that would be a great idea. That's what I'm thinking about doing is uh, giving our pastor um, my uh, grace bomb, my second copy. I got mine. It's all mm. marked up, so I'm not giving that one away. But uh, yeah, Pat, do you mind if I just ask you that? Can you just help uh, describe what for you, maybe it's different for your wife, maybe it's different for, uh, Christy or your daughter, but what that prompting kind of can feel like, or what that experience can be like.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, I think there's, there's a kind of a common thread, um, or some common language used that I see in stories. And as people describe being led by the spirit, there's like, I felt my, my heart was, you know, nudged Mm -hmm. or tugged Mm -hmm. or I was prompted. And I think I think this is different language, all describing that God, the Holy Spirit, in dwelling a believer, is really starting to illuminate and and pinpoint a great opportunity to point somebody to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, particularly in a, particularly in a fun and surprising way. Yeah. And, you know, that's his job. The Holy Spirit's job is to kind of, in the moment, take the scriptures that he that he inspired than to illuminate them mm. at the right time so that we could take action and what probably when, when you know it's the holy spirit and not like the pizza i ate last night yeah. it might come it might come with a step of faith to take yes and that's at that step of faith is probably going to elevate jesus mm. and if if those that's things good. are involved you can probably say, Yeah, I think this is the Lord leading me to it yeah. as opposed to, Oh, I have this duty and I have to go do these things and and right. other times it's just like a it's just it's just like this burden on your heart, like I know this is it. It's so clear. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and people are gonna experience that probably in different ways is as they discern that still small voice and the yeah. prompting of the Holy Spirit in their life,
1: yeah, that's really good. And I remember one story that we won't go into, and we'll close here. But um, another uh, good story about how God sometimes would remind you, like in three different ways. You know, the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Maybe the first time you're like, "Is this the Lord?" Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and I'm going to go ahead and do this thing. And then a second prompting, "Oh shoot, this seems like the Lord." But then a third prompting, I really appreciate the. The way you portrayed, like the Holy Spirit, like I love how he sticks with us and continues to speak to us, to guide us. And of course, that story is people will read, um, you know, it's just, it, it's another just powerful uh, testament of God's leading and our obedience, even if it's kind of reluctant um, in the beginning. And again, I appreciate that, you know, you're, you know, you're not just the hero of the story, you're letting us see. That this uh, discipleship thing is—it um, takes some work and takes some mistakes and uh, a whole lot of obedience and a whole lot of patience on the part of God. So, just great stuff, Pat. The book is Grace Bomb. Anything you want to just um, close us out with, or any message for our listeners or viewers today? Just awesome, man.
0: Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Well, I'll just—I'll just piggyback on the very thing yeah. you said. Yeah. I, I, I share the real stuff because we're all just in need of grace and the starting place of the starting place of giving grace is receiving his grace first. And so I, I do, I do like to come back to that again and again.
1: Yes. That's good. That's good, Pat. That's good. (laughs) All right. Well, I just want to remind uh, our listeners and viewers uh, what Pat is doing. It comes out of that grace. It comes out of that hope that's why we're called Very Bold Ministries and Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Just we got that right from the Apostle Paul um, in 2 Corinthians 3.12. Before I sign off with that, the marksman over here is ready to sign us out. But before I do that, I want to let you know you can email me, Steve at Verybold.com. If you missed any part of this interview, or you just want, you know, you missed the website, gracebomb.org, or you have a question for me, go ahead and email me, steve at verybold.com, and I'll get that figured out with you. And I'm also honored to uh, pray for you if you have something you need prayer for or if you want to share with me a grace bomb that you're going to deliver. Uh, GraceBomb.org is the site again. And uh, man, I'm just really excited. So this is what the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 3.12. He considered the grace. He considered the hope. He considered the love of Jesus Christ, the power of Jesus Christ. And he wrote this, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold.
0: Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com.